Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 131 of Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Got a big show for you today. It is officially football season. Last week, we got a little appetizer. This week, we get the full-ass course with the first week of college football. We've got a guest coming for you later in the show who's going to talk all about college football from the Belly Up Sports Podcast fan, Kelsey Coyne of the High Low Sports Podcast. But let's talk about week zero because we kicked uh. off what <laughs> i'm just sitting here thinking in my head i'm like i'm gonna create a fucking montage of you just saying all right every week like that's the first all right it's like a hundred and something episodes of you back to back clipping it and just saying all right all right all right that would be actually that honestly be actually amazing that'd be that'd make a great tiktok <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. I thought I just after he said that, I'm like, he says that every fucking week. It's I do. Like, it's all almost right. it's almost like uh like you're listening to it, you hear the darn darn and then you hear me saying, All right, welcome back. And like that's kind of our thing, you know. Everyone has their own thing, you know. That's your it's all right. Uh but yeah, we got a little bit of week zero college football uh recap. It sucked. We went two and two on our picks. That's not why it sucked. No, we went three and two. No. Yes, I don't believe I had, we did. I put out five picks. Look it up. Look on the Patreon. I put up five oh. picks. Either way, we ended uh, up. We ended up like almost two units. Regardless of the fact, it sucked. It just wasn't fun to watch. Um, the games kind of sucked. Outside of the, the Illinois Nebraska game was actually entertaining. Go figure. The only yeah. teams that really matter. Uh, but yeah, Patreon. If you aren't following, go follow. Up 11.15 units through 10 days. I mean, I don't really know what else you guys expect of us. That's, that's, I mean, that's just the last 10 days. If we were to launch Patreon 30 days ago, the last 30 days, we're up 39.78 units over the last 30 days. I mean, that is just bonkers. A 147 and 97 record, 11% ROI, uh, 60% win rate. I mean, the, we're just, we can't, I mean, I don't want to curse it, but we are, we are white hot right now. We are hot uh, tonight. Of course, I mean we have our down nights. Feels like every every night we record, it's just like, eh, we're doing okay. It's dude. But, it's Sundays and Tuesdays. Sundays and Tuesdays are not our day. Hopefully, that changes come football season. So yeah, that's not <laughs> not really what we want to hear. But we got week one college football kicking off this week. We got a game actually. Uh, when you're hearing this, it'll be Wednesday. Crazy September first. Uh, we have a game on Wednesday night. So I am not I'm, I'm putting out a pick for it. Are, are you going to put it out in your picks for tonight or, sh- or, or, or on the Patreon? I'm going to put it out tomorrow with the episode. So I'm not going to put it on my picks for tonight, but cause we do have picks coming. Of course, degenerates digest those. Of you don't know, uh, but I will put out a pick for it outside of that. 
while we're on the football topic, God we got to talk it. about, and this, like, I could sit here and think about the story because it blows my mind. The Bishop Sycamore, uh, quote unquote, high school, the football team that started and that came about of things uh, Monday and Sunday and a little bit of today. The story is, is bananas. Yeah. If you guys haven't looked it up, pause this real quick. Go look it up because we no, don't, don't even all. look it up because we're going to dive into it and talk all about it. So basically this team, Bishop Sycamore, they said they're based out of Ohio, right? Based out of Columbus. Yes. Yeah. And they played a nationally televised ESPN high school football game. First IMG Academy, which is the best high school football team out there. Yeah. Like these, these, these top ranked high school football teams always play like interstate matchups. Like, First of all, can we talk about how wild that would be to be in high school? And be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Florida and play a fucking high school football game, you know, on, on Sunday. Um, well, they had, they were supposed to have scheduled opponents for like Texas, Maryland, all these other huge schools uh, this year too. Those got canceled obviously now, but continue. But why did they get canceled? It's because on the broadcasts, the announcer started like, really looking at first of all this team played like ass bishop sycamore is terrible they're getting spanked. oh they're not even good and they're, i'll tell you one after in a second but they're, they're, yeah they're getting spanked like 35 nothing by img academy on sunday and the announcers finally start like is this a real team and come find out people do some research after the game start diving into it they're not even a real high school team they have no no academics they uh i mean and a lot of these like prep schools let's be real they're, they're basically like little mini colleges but they had it's an online it was an online school quote unquote and they had just played a game friday fucking night and they're planning it on sunday yeah so this is a school formerly known as a couple of years ago as cof academy christians of faith academy it was backed um by a church so they got all their funding from a church and they and they like came up with this idea of a pro well, first of all they stole the money from the church they obviously had no idea they're going to do all this they did uh they're this private online school that was non-taxed uh non-chartered based so like it was super just under the bus thrown under the rug they weren't like commissioned by the ohio state uh, athletic commission they like weren't recognized any of that stuff and this kid back in 2018 who went there back in 2018 they did an interview with him i and it's wild so he said that they brought him in moved him away from home uh from and like he's like cool i get to get out and go play football he gets there they put him up in a hotel room apparently the the coach ad whoever it was at the time which was this roy johnson guy too by the way the, their coach just got fired today i don't know how you get fired from a fake job but he did <laughs> that's the ultimate just down bad right there yeah they're like that, job like we're not even, i was gonna say boxing fans are down bad down bad's this guy he wins it for, might be down bad hall of fame getting fired from a fake job what's his name roy johnson roy so johnson guy, sounds like a fake person to be honest with you it probably is apparently he has a bunch of warrants out for his arrest <laughs> and everything else Shocker. no shit but he was right yeah he was writing bounce checks to this hotel room so they never paid him and then there's 35 First of all, time, on this, time before you keep going as a hotel, it's your fault for taking a check as, yeah, well, as as payment. I mean, yeah. I mean, so these kids are like unsupervised. And then he said that they were living. Then after that, they were living in like this house. Uh, there's like, you know, all these kids just like sleeping on the floor. You get said so you have like these 19, 20 year olds from the Bronx and stuff who like are obviously out of high school uh, in college that came to play. And like, they're all getting in fights. They don't practice. The only thing they do is go to games. 
So that's why they're so bad. You have all these kids just coming together, all these personalities just going to games and playing. And uh, apparently it's just bonkers. Like just the whole situation is crazy. They said that he said they went to class, quote unquote class. One day they went to a community library. He said it was awful. Now is it other than that? No school. He was 16 years old, supposed to be a junior. Then he, after that, he had to go back home, redo his whole junior year before he could play his senior year of football. Wow. Dude, I mean, that and is they've like been doing this for the last two years. Ultimate finesse job. So, I mean, I looked it up and like, oh, I was reading stuff on Twitter and how these like schools get their names. Like it's Bishop Sycamore. They name actually after a bishop that was, you know, had some time of famous ties to, to the Catholic Church. There was never a bishop named Sycamore ever. Yeah. So they literally just super legit if you were a school. But they just fucking made like at least come on like, you know what? We're going to find a bishop from history that doesn't have a school name tied to it. And we're going to go ahead and say, yep, Bishop Sycamore and, but they, or Bishop whatever. And they keep Bishop Sycamore. Not even a real fucking thing. Like this was the wildest story. Like Tony X on Twitter was like, I need an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about this. Like ASAP. exactly. It's crazy. ASAP. Like, What's the point of doing it? What did they get from doing all this? What did the people who like were the the mastermind of all this, what did they accomplish? So obviously they weren't making any fucking money. I mean, unless they were taking these kids money, unless these kids, parents or somebody was, or these kids were paying them to quote unquote, go to school there. Cause like anybody that goes to the IMG Academy or any other prep school like that, like it's like I said, it's a mini college. You're paying them. You're paying to go there. You're paying for the exposure to eventually make it to the collegiate level. But as a 19, 20 year old kid, like what goes through your head? Like, how do you realistically think you're going to make it to the to the collegiate level when you're already almost of 21? I know you still have probably college eligibility, but no college is going to want you at 21 years old as a freshman. I mean, yeah, like, hey, I went to the fuck? fake high school. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, so the, the, the first year that it started in 2018 when they were still COF Academy, uh, those of you who aren't St. Louis based won't get this really much, but those of you who are, they played CBC. And CBC probably fucking smacked them. Yeah, they beat them like 47 to 17 or something like that. Uh, this school was horrible. I think last year they were 0-6. Uh, but again, it's because they go to these games not knowing what to do. They don't have any plays designed. They don't practice. And if you look at it, like their jerseys have no logos yeah. on them. They're all, black all on gray. Black black helmets they don't have enough equipment so you see kids running off the field throwing their helmets to the defensive guys to come back on the field no you're fucking lying where like there's Dude. a couple of kids who are like here take my helmet you gotta throw it on and go back in the game like how do they finesse their way into an espn nationally televised game is what i want to know apparently so espn uh outsources like the company that that puts all this stuff together so, and the company came out and they were like, you know, all the stuff they submitted to us and that they had available, like passed through like our preliminary stuff and seemed super legit. They're like, we're going to, we apologize. We're going to do a better job of, you know, making sure that this doesn't happen. Well, I fucking bet. So I bet you, I'm surprised ESPN would be like, Hey, your contract's terminated. Null and void. We'll take it over from here. Dumbasses. Oh my God. Like that, like the more, like I saw it at first, I'm like, nah, this can't be real. Then the more and more I saw it on Twitter, I'm like, Yo, like, is it like, how, how can you create a fake high school out of thin air? And if you look at, like, if you look at just dating back to the games we played, like I'm back in 2018 when they played CBC here in St. Louis, they played a team from Alaska, Pennsylvania, Michigan, 
uh, Texas, Maryland. Like they're going to all these places. Yeah. Well, the, the, that's crazy. The wildest thing to me is that they just played on Friday night and we're, we're trying to turn around and play again on Sunday. Like no one's going to fucking notice. And that's the, that the kid said that he said they would try to pull that shit all the time. They would just go and try to play whatever games they could just without practicing. But why? Like you said, what, what, what did they get out of? I don't know. Like no, we just I, need there. I guess they were just embezzling money from this church because apparently they weren't paying their bills or anything like that. We should start a GoFundMe for the two drunk brothers to create a documentary about, about Bishop Sycamore. It would, would be wild. I like wouldn't the have story. the first fucking clue of what I was doing, but someone needs to do it. Like that's absolutely not. I mean, that's just a gold mine waiting to happen. I would watch it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. It's like the, it's, you know what this reminds me of? It's like Firefest College Football Edition. Exactly what it is. High school football. Yeah, sorry. High school like it's not even college, it's high school. Yeah. Firefest High School Football Edition is what this is. That is bananas. Jesus. So, yeah, we had to talk crazy. about we that. We had to talk about that a little bit. Also, got to talk about this. I feel like a lot of stuff's happened since the last time we had a podcast, which is feel, feels good because we're back in the swing of things. You know, shit's happening in sports, football's coming back. Uh, the uh, Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight we had we got to talk about it for a little bit. This shit is, is is rigged. It's the most like you know cool for Tyron for going to get out and get in the bag, but he had that dude rocked against the ropes, chased him down the entire fight. Yeah, Jake Paul landed more quote unquote precision punches, but Tyron did not progress. And when he had him hurt, like he should. That's have. the thing. Like, and Tyron Woodley doesn't seem like the guy that you'd be able to pay off. And I wouldn't say that he was completely like paid off. But it just didn't look like he had like a fire lit under his ass. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, the way that boxing is scored is horrible because Woodley aggressed the whole fight. He had ring control, you know, 90, at least 80% of the fight. He was landing the bigger shots. But the only thing Jake Paul had to do was like duck some and counter. And yeah. in boxing, throw, that's just forcey points. That's stupid. Yeah. Duck, throw, throw, throw a body shot. Duck, throw a jab that lands on the chin. I mean, yeah. like, like, it's not who lands the bigger shots, who has control or anything. If that were a UFC fight, Tyron Woodley would have won. Yeah. The so, way it is scored is stupid. And it's and that's how boxing is now. It's, you just point them to death. Well, no one's going to beat Jake Paul unless they knock him out. Like, every, like people are going to keep giving him decision victories. Like, well, that was his first decision victory. He's acting like it was this big old thing. Now he says he's retired. I don't believe that for a fucking second. There's too much money to be made. Um they definitely should run it back, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. I mean, it's, you know, really the people who are down bad who should, so down bad should be Roy Johnson, the head coach of uh, Bishop Sycamore is down bad hall of fame, but also people who are down bad is people who actually pay for these showtime fights. Cause I watched the entire thing. My sorry on- ass watched it on TikTok. I watched it on Instagram live. I found an Instagram live guy that literally just, turned his phone sideways and had a live feed of the entire fight Dude. while I was laying in bed. You probably watched a better one than I did. My sorry ass. I had to pull up. I had to go through about six different people's TikTok streams to find it. Cause after each round uh, they would get banned. And so you just scroll down to the next one and there's a different view with different lighting. And then they would get banned after that round. So I'd scroll down to the next one. Like, dude, next time you just got to do it on IG. This dude, literally, I watched the same one, the entire fight. His commentary was fucking annoying. He was a black guy rooting for Jake Paul, which I found a little odd. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, but I found that very odd. Like, yeah, I don't know how anyone in their right mind was even rooting for Jake Paul. Yeah. I mean, like, regardless of whether the fact that 
you dislike Tyron Woodley, like it's good for the sport of UFC if you just were to beat his ass, but or boxing. It's good for the sport of boxing if he beats his ass. Yeah. What he needs so, to do next, he needs to fight like an up and comer, like younger boxer who doesn't have a professional record yet. Like a legit boxer, not like a UFC fighter. But he won't. That's the thing. He wants he wants to fight these people where pe- where everyone's gonna pay for it and then Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. I don't know. Like, well, like make these odds close, make him like a slight favorite. Everyone's going to hammer the underdog and everyone's going to win. He's going to win. Vegas is going to win. It's all set up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's all, I'm not huge, usually huge into like conspiracy theories, like setting stuff up, but that feels very set up with Vegas and everything. Um, I mean, because Tyron presented the, the toughest challenge for him to date. And Tyron's not – I mean, we, we forget that Tyron Woodley was a, a collegiate wrestler at Mizzou. His background's in wrestling, and he just became a striker in the UFC. Like, before that, he fought Ben Askren, which is the worst striker in MMA history. He fought Nate Robinson, who's a retired five-foot-nothing basketball player, and then a YouTuber slash rapper from U- the UK. He fought KSI, he right? the same guy – no, Jake – or Logan fought KSI. So who was Jake Paul's first fight then? I think it was a YouTuber though. I, I think it was like somebody did who fight, I, did he fight the same guy? I think he fought KSI too. Did they both fight him? I think so. Let me look it up real quick because that's something I really, I'm really, it's gonna bother me. I know you guys probably don't care, but I'm gonna look it up. Jake Paul boxing record. He fought this guy, no, a YouTuber known as Gib. Yeah, okay, I knew Anderson he fought Anderson Gib. I knew he fought a YouTuber. So, um, cool. Anyway, we just had to talk about that. Down bad. We we are going to talk about down bad. It's definitely uh, Roy Johnson. He's probably in the down bad Hall of Fame right now for getting yeah. fired from a fake job and has warrants out for his arrest that are probably definitely going to be sought through now. Now that he was on national fucking television, that's like. Hey, I murdered somebody. Let me go on 2020 real quick for an interview. Like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, it's horrible. He's down bad, but another one, this is yeah. who I have for my down bad. And it goes into our next segment is Cam Newton. Yeah. 
Cam Newton, the once Super Bowl starting, he, he was a starting quarterback on a Super Bowl team. People forget that. And now he was just cut by the Patriots for an Alabama quarterback that was drafted 15th overall. So, yeah. When's the last time an Alabama quarterback started his week one of his rookie year? I don't, I don't even know. Tua didn't. No one else before him did that I can remember. Probably been a long time. Alabama's not like a quarterback academy over there. Yeah, I'm, it's it's crazy. I don't so, know. So, how do you see Mac Jones doing in New England? Um, I see him doing all right. I mean, it's a system fit. I don't ever. I don't think Cam was ever the right guy to go to. Obviously, we saw that and how he played, like nearing the back end of his career. Because he's, I don't even think he's really that old, is he? Cam? I think he's like 34, I think. Okay. 32. Way older than I thought. But uh, I think think Mac Jones is the right go-to. Now, do I think that he needs to be tossed in the fire immediately? No. No. But then again, I don't really think he would be learning much from Cam. Two totally different just play styles. And not only that, body styles. Because you just look at the two guys. And they're going to play quarterback totally different. So I think Mac Jones is the right go to, and it just adds significantly more value to that team. Now, do I think that all these people who are saying they're going to go on and win the AFC or they're going to do this and that let's pump the brakes and that like people are like, Oh, these are their odds. Now hop on them. I'm like, dude, right, like fucking hasn't taken a snap. I know he looked good in preseason, but that's preseason. I mean, Here's here's me with the thing with Mac Jones. It's like I don't like you said. I don't think he should have been thrown in the fire right away. Um, he was surrounded by nothing but talent in Alabama and New England's mo is let's get these guys that no one else wants and develop them around them. Um, here's my thing with Mac with Mac Jones. He's either going to be amazing or he's going to be uh, an up uh, like a slight upgrade from Sam Darnold. There's going to be no in between. He's either going to be absolutely average or amazing. He's not going to be terrible. I don't think he'll be terrible, but I don't think he'll be just like good. Like he's either going to be super mediocre or amazing. I, that's, that's kind of my thought process on it. I w- did find it funny how Asante Samuel, who used to play for New England and Bill Belichick s- came out today and said, from what I've seen since Tom Brady left Bill Belichick, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Bill along. It was Tom. And I think we, I think we will really find out, find that out this year. I think, I think we will. Yeah, this will be eh, maybe not this year, but if he has one more year there, because I would give Mac Jones a year to develop a little bit. But if they can't get things going back to like Tom Brady era in two years with Mac Jones, then it, then I will then I will say it's all Tom Brady. Yeah, the, the legacy that they built there. But I do think Mac Jones is the right go-to. Now, is that to say that I don't think? Cam job would make a great backup somewhere else. No. Cause I think he will. And the fact that they just cut him was kind of silly. I don't think he would have made, I don't think in, the, in that environment, he would have been mentally there to be a good, but backup. they could have traded him. They didn't have to cut him Cause that's just completely. He's only on a one year deal. I mean, they probably saved a bunch of money. I mean, it was probably none of it was guaranteed. I don't know how much is guaranteed. Uh, backup like a seventh round pick or something. Somebody would have taken him. Yeah. Backup wise though. You're looking at uh, Washington's a good fit. Um, is it though? Because they have Heineke, who I think has a lot of unlocked okay. potential. Atlanta, Atlanta, or Atlanta? Fuck you, Atlanta, <laughs> Jacksonville. Uh, honestly, as much as I hate to say it, Miami wouldn't be horrible. Miami not be horrible. Jacoby is 
Not average good. at best. Cam, uh, we got Carolina. He go back to Carolina. Carolina would be a, the thing is, I think he would be expected to be a starter there, but because he's obviously better than Sam Darnold. I'm sorry. He has to go somewhere where he's not going to be better than the starting quarterback. I got to also see him going to Houston. Because a lot of people said Houston, which I, I could very well see. Um, yeah, really, that's just about it. Nashville stars, Tennessee. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Indy. Brian Tannehill in Miami was injury prone, but. Yeah. Indy, too. Indy, dude, gosh. I don't know. They have, they don't know what's going on in Indianapolis. I don't think they do either. So, yeah. But anyway, anyway, he will be signed somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Last thing before we jump into uh, our first official Degenerous Digest of 2021. Did you guys see that Natty, uh, two drunk brothers staying on brand here? Um, Natty Light made a vodka. Did you see this, Travis? I did. I saw it on TikTok, actually, like a week ago, before Natty Light even introduced it. But they have coming out with, don't know where you can buy it, Natty Light, Natural Light Vodka. So this is definitely going to be either a two drunk brothers find it and do it on TikTok or the podcast, but we've done the seltzers, we've done everything. Got to find, we have to find that 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 vodka somewhere because they have three flavors. I think it's lemonade, black cherry, and there's some like random... strawberry lemonade. It's the same thing as Natterdays. Okay, so it's a straight up lemonade, black cherry, and strawberry lemonade. Yeah, the black cherry one's gonna be fucking awful. I tell you right now. I don't know. I can see them all being solid. I'm going to try them for sure. Yeah, definitely got to find those. So if you guys, if you guys see them somewhere, tag us in them. Or if you want to be a great listener and you find it before we do, send us a bottle and we'll try it and, and, and shout you out. Maybe even give you a free month on the Patreon. Who knows? But yeah, this is free money at this point. Absolutely. Um, so you love that. You love to see it. Uh, more alcohol. I actually, again, gave my employee a second shot this week to suggest me some alcohol to try uh he suggested the cacti seltzer which i couldn't find with the 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 travis scott travis one. scott one yeah uh, they only had like a 25 ounce at the grocery store and i was not going to be that guy <laughs> that bought a single 25 ounce seltzer i got these and i've seen them a couple times they're called loud lemon they're spiked lemonade seltzers uh they have a, their flavors are original lemonade peach watermelon and blueberry Ooh, the last two sound really good the watermelon was solid the peach was my favorite really and, and yeah surprisingly the blueberry i didn't get a whole lot of blueberry flavor from it but i mean they're worth a try they're solid they're different for sure what are they called they're like, again they're called loud lemon seltzers where are they from where they based out of give them a shout out they are based out of Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, we love we love a good Memphis trip. We love a good Memphis trip. So there you go. Um, it is cool. They're they're different. They're not super sweet, so they're not going to upset your stomach if you're the one that gets upset stomach from seltzers. So I like that because the true like we used to be we were on a big kick on the black Trulies and like the lemonade seltzers of like of like Bud Light and then Truly had one those like hurt my stomach and kill all these. Yeah. I was going to say like, they don't have as much flavor. That's why. Yeah. Cause they're not super like acidic. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to give them a try loud lemon based out of Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out that shout out to them. Um, but let's dive into degenerates digest. Um, I'm going to come up with a cool 
like I'm going to try to get some cool uh, segment intro music for this, but for this week, we're just going to dive into it. You should hear it next week on the first week of the NFL. Um, but just the generous digest. So what we're going to do guys, we're still going to have the Patreon, but every week we're still going to give you free picks on the podcast. So if we're winning you money, if we're winning you money on the podcast, you have to go subscribe to the Patreon because you know, just invest in people that are making you money. So um, we're going to give you our fave five, our five favorite picks for, for this weekend including our lock of the week, which, you know, our lock of the weeks are usually pretty solid. I think historically we do pretty damn good on those. So we're going to give you our five favorite college football picks. And I tell you what, it is a loaded card. There are games from Wednesday to Monday this weekend. It's amazing. Yeah. I have 10 that I, that I like right now. I'm going to tell you, um, I don't have it. And it's really kind of hard because I don't have, you're not doing 10, you're doing five. Cause you're I know. saving some. I'm saying I have 10 right here in front okay. of me. That's loaded card. I have 10 right here in front of me. I'm going to randomly pull pick five that I like, or maybe one that Jared has, I'll pick a different one. If you yeah. have matching ones, but it's tough because we're not going to be able to do a whole lot of deep dive. So maybe just more of a, Hey, trust this type deal. Yeah. I, I got a little bit on this, but like, like Travis said, we'll do more of a deep dive on the Patreon. Since there's games Wednesday through Monday, we'll release an article for this weekend, every single day. It's not going to be like this every week. Um, cause obviously it's week one. They always go a little bit bananas with it being Labor Day weekend, but we will re- release an article every day for college football picks. And again, we're not going to pick every single game cause that'd be stupid, but obviously we'll pick the games that we like. It's going to be more of an expanded card. So that being said, Travis, what is your number one game? Or do you want, you want me to go first since you have 10? We're not going to no, I'll, I'll go first. Cause my game is on Thursday and my first game is on Thursday night. Okay. My first one's on Friday. First one's on Thursday night, six o'clock central time. Uh, I'm, I'm not going in any, you know, favorite order. I'm mainly going in uh, timely order. Uh, but my first game, I am going to go with UCF minus five versus Boise State. Uh, UCF is at home. They're returning a majority of their starters on offense. Uh, I just think that they're obviously the better team. Boise State, not super impressed with the travel, uh, the travel too. The travel alone, game one. I just think UCF has the better roster. Uh, their their offense is just in a much better spot than Boise is. I know Boise was pretty solid last year, but I'm going to lay the five points for UCF at home. Just I love that. Feeling. I love that you yeah, you keyed in on returning starters because week one you don't have a lot of data to go off of. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of this is going to be returning starters for my picks this week. So I have a spreadsheet I'm going to share with you then. Um, no one else. I mean, Patreon. I might put on the Patreon, but I literally created a spreadsheet of teams returning 20-plus starters, what their record was against the spread last season, and who they play week one in, in, in the spread. I think it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good little spreadsheet that I created here. Of just, um, just your teams or all teams? T- all teams. Every team that returns 20-plus starters, the record against the spread last year, and, and, and who they play week one. And, and Is UCF on that list? Uh, I don't think, I think they, I think they had 19. I only did 20 plus. Okay, um, that's totally fine. But I like UCF minus five. It's only going down. It was at five and a half. Uh, if you feel more comfortable buying the hook at four and a half, go for it. Okay. Well, my first game is on Friday night, uh, September 3rd at 6 PM. It's old dominion at wake forest. Um, I'm taking wake forest minus 31. Hold on. Pump the brakes. I know it's, a, I know it's a steep spread. Travis, by the way, your last game, were you, you doing a unit on it or what? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know Wake Forest minus 31 is a steep spread, but Old Dominion did not play football in 2020. We literally saw what happened last weekend 
to a UConn team that didn't play in 2020. They got smacked by Fresno State, 45 to nothing. Um, Wake Forest was six and three against the spread last year. They returned 20 starters. I think this should be an easy tune-up game. Old Dominion hasn't played since 2019. They're at Wake Forest at home. I'm taking them 31 points, uh, minus 31 at, at one unit. So that's that's my first one. All right. That's not a bad one. Um, my my computer, my computer is being slower than fuck. So bear with me uh, on this one. My second game, we also have a Thursday night kickoff. Don't love these, all these Thursday night games. We could get them out of the way and I could have a bad week to start, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. It's at 630, not riding with another home team in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is Appalachian State. They're playing East Carolina. Appalachian State, we all know last year, solid, only lost three games. Meanwhile, East Carolina only won three games. Uh, Appalachian State playing at home, laying 10 points. Don't care. Love it. East Carolina is dog shit. And Appalachian State is returning um, their quarterback and their incredible running back, Cameron Peoples, who is just a complete game changer, and they're going to smash East Carolina. All right. I like that pick. I love me some good Appalachian State. That is a shout-out. Coach Drinkwitz, um, he came from the house that he built, the house that he built. So the house that drink built right there, baby. I love that pick. So that is on Thursday as well. Going to have a lot of Thursday football for you guys. I'm so pumped. I'm Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Thursday. Sorry. Okay. My next game. Now I'm on to my Saturday games. The rest of my games are all on Saturday for what's going to be a very, very jam-packed opening weekend in college football. Uh, My second one is Fresno State at Oregon. Um, It's uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock. I'm taking Fresno State plus 21 here. I'm laying the underdog. They're three. They're a three touchdown dog. Fresno State against number 11 Oregon. They already showed that they can play this year. They spanked UConn at home. I just talked about that 45 nothing. Now they travel a little bit north to go play an Oregon team that only returned 16 starters. That's second to last in the Pac-12. Also, one of those new starters is a new quarterback. Fresno State returns 20 starters of their team. They're already 1-0 against the spread this year. I feel like this is a very, very big trap game for the Ducks. And, uh, yeah, so I'm taking Fresno State plus 21 at w- at one unit. You'll see a, a very um, – you'll see a trend in my picks that, you know, I'm not very keen on, on, on Pac-12 teams in, in opening weekend games. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right. I don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. My third pick going to the ACC. Uh, I think this is kind of a slap in the face to a team that's ranked 10th in the country. It's North Carolina at Virginia tech Friday game at five o'clock. 
North Carolina's five and a half point favorites versus Virginia Tech team. Uh, they have a Heisman hopeful candidate with Sam Howell. They're ranked number 10 in the country for a reason. Um, Virginia Tech, I don't even know who their quarterback is. I sure shit don't think he's returning um, as a starter, just based off the top of looking at their roster. Because I remember a lot of the quarterbacks from last year. But Sam Howell and the Tar Heels going into Virginia Tech, give me the five and a half points all day long. Like that, you know, the, the, the half shouldn't matter. You know, a lot of people will say, buy it down to five. You know, how often do you see them just buying it down to five? So, um, or just winning by five. I like that pick. Tar Heels winning on the road. Although ACC matchups, I mean, I love these conferences that, that do these opening um, weekend conference matchups. It makes it a lot more fun. Uh, my next game is something you'll hear our guests talk about later. Kelsey Coyne talks about this, uh, talks about this game. I'm going to tell you about it right now. It's San Jose State at number 15, USC, at 4 o'clock on Saturday. I'm taking the Spartans, San Jose State Spartans, that is. Not the USC Spartans, the San Jose State Spartans, plus 14. Two units on them. If there's two things that go hand-in-hand, it's USC being overrated and then blowing the first game of the season to remind everyone that they absolutely stink. San Jose State already had their tune-up game this year. They beat Southern Utah last week 45-14. to They also returned 20 starters from a 2020 team that went 6-1-1 against the spread. I just I think San Jose State can cover this one. You'll have to hear what our, what our guest Kelsey thinks about it later, but San Jose State plus 14 at two units is very, very enticing to me. All right. I like it. Don't mind it at all. I have so many games on this that I want to pick. Uh, this next one, it might not be one that I should pick, but it's one I'm going to pick because it's one that I'm going to want to watch. And it's a Saturday game, 11 a.m. So I wake up after I have my morning cup of coffee. I crack my first beer. Don't do it, Travis. Don't do it to me. It's Penn State at Wisconsin. Okay. Thank you for not doing the Mizzou game. That one I have, but I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to put it on my pick sheet on the podcast. I will put it out, though. I do like Mizzou to to cover that spread. This one is number 19, Penn State at number 12, Wisconsin. Big game. Big time game. Big time game. Wisconsin is minus five and a half. But I'm not going there. I'm going Penn State plus five and a half. I think Graham Mertz sucks. Do you think Uh, think buying up to six is is worth it? No, I don't think it really matters. I like the halves because they can't push. Okay. That's that's my mindset. I love buying things. If it's at five, then I would buy it to four or five and a half and so on and so forth. But either way, I like the halves because they can't push. Um, I like Penn State in this game because I think Graham Mertz sucks. We saw him last year come out, and after his first game, he just laid a dud. Penn State, on the other hand, looked good at the end of the year. Going on the road, I know it's a big game, but that five and a half – yeah, I'll, I'll take the chances because I think it's going to be a close game. If they end up losing by a touchdown at the end of the game, so be it. But I'm going to take them to cover, if not be an underdog and win. All right. So you got Penn State going on the road and going on the road or are they at home? Are they're they going on the road? Okay. Penn State going on the road and covering the spread at five and a half against a 12 ranked Wisconsin team. Like that pick a lot, Penn State. It's gonna be that's a big Big Ten game right out of the gate. Gotta love that. My fourth game I'm gonna give you guys is another Saturday game. It's a later game, Saturday at 9:30. It's Nevada at California. I told you I got a lot of Pac-12 teams on here. The last few have been Pac-12 teams. I, guess guess I what? I have this game, but it's not on my picks. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking Cal. I'm taking. Nope, Nevada. I have Nevada plus three and a half. Nevada plus three and a half. And fuck it, I'm gonna take a money line as well. Give me yeah, Nevada like plus three and a half. Two units on, on the spread. Give me a unit on the money line. Returning plus, Carson Strong. Yep. Give a unit on the money line at plus one forty. Cal was one, two, and one against the spread last season. Nevada's returning all 22 of their starters. They're one of two teams in college football returning all their starters. So they're returning all their starters from a team that went seven and two last year, won a bowl game. They also were an impressive six and three against the spread last year. USC, uh, sorry, um, Cal only returned 16 starters. I mean, I feel like this is a recipe for them to easily go on the road and upset a Pac-12 team. Again, there's gonna there's always one or two Pac-12 teams that always fuck up week one. Cal's gonna be one of them. Nevada plus three and a half, two units. Nevada money line, one unit plus 140. All right, I like it. My last game, it was a split decision. I'm gonna sprinkle in here. Is this, uh, is, is this your lock of the week then? Because I told I told told you to put, to put lock of the week. All, were all your other games one unit? You, you weren't saying that, by the way. Yeah, all my other games were one unit. Uh, this one's close. Like I have, I have one that's. I'll make one two unit. I'm not going to say much about it. Illinois minus six. Take it. Here's my lock of the week, and it's a game that nobody's going to watch, but it's going to be a game that you're going to want to pay attention to. Southern Miss at South Alabama, Saturday night, seven o'clock. South Alabama. They were a team last year who was honestly fun to watch. They had Desmond Trotter. Uh, they actually had a solid year in the Sun Belt Conference, believe it or not. Um, they, re- they really didn't win a whole lot of games, but this year, Jake Bentley transferred there from South Carolina. Yep. Coming in the Sun Belt, playing Southern Miss, a team who really stinks. South Alabama is a one-point favorite at home, and that's who I'm rocking for my lock of the week. So doing a three-unit lock of the week on South Alabama, South Alabama minus, minus one at home. Yep, don't love it, but I like it enough. All right, there you go. Love that. So, Travis, South Alabama at home on Saturday night, three-unit lock of the week. <coughs> Whoops, sorry, guys. Um, my lock of the week is an over-under. So, we had a bunch of spreads just now. I'm going to give you guys an over-under. Texas Tech at Houston. I know you already know between by, by just me saying those two teams. Yeah, Travis, to give me the thumbs up. I'm doing the over of 64 and a half in the Texas Tech Houston game Saturday night at 6 p.m. Listen to this. I dug and went back deep on this one. Since 2010, that is 10 full seasons of data, Texas Tech games hit the over in 59.1% of the time. The second most in that 10 year span, first is Coastal Carolina. Houston's hit a pretty good uh, 49.2%. Not to mention, Texas Tech returns eight offensive starters plus their quarterback. Houston's in the same boat. Both teams scored around 30 points per game last year, but they have both allowed 32 and 37 points per game, respectively. So I just think this is a recipe. Like these two teams just light up the board. It's a Texas, gonna be a good old fashioned Texas shootout. It's gonna be the over 64 and a half in Texas Tech at Houston for three units as my lock of the week. Yeah, that's an easy one. All you gotta do is say Houston because I know their defense isn't worth fuck. Yeah, and well, Texas Tech just slings the ball all, all over the place. Yeah, always right. has, always will. Always has, always will. I like that. But, hey, uh, that's not all we got, but that's all we're going to give you. <laughs> and you got to remember, too, like, I don't want to be that scumbag, but we're not going to get – we're not always going to give you our best picks on the podcast. We have five to pick from. 
there's so many other deep dives and gems that you're going to find on our Patreon that you can roll with. So if you're not subscribing there, then I don't know what to tell you. There's only yeah. so much we can do. The proof's in the pudding. We're winning. And that's just the nature of the sport. You're, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but a majority of the time we're winning. Yeah, absolutely. And the more we put out, the more options we have a chance of winning. That's why in the years past, we only limit ourselves to five to seven games on, on the podcast. You know, sometimes the records don't look that great. So, and honestly, you're not going to get five college games every week because next week with the NFL starting, we're going to do our primetime NFL games and we're going to throw out in three additional picks uh, to kind of give you everything that you need, um, you know, just to get started. With that being said, if you subscribe to the Patreon, the $5 subscription gets you access to our full college and NFL card. So everything we want to give you for college and NFL, that'll get you at the $5 level. $8 level will get you props, any props you like um, for the primetime games in the NFL and props for college. And then $10 gets you the full package. That's everything. MLB, UFC, which Travis has been killing it on both of those lately, and pretty much anything, everything in between. So whichever one you want to sign up for, sign up for the $5 one at first and then uh, upgrade later. But $5 gets you at least the full college and NFL card. So make sure you, you, you check those out. Absolutely. I mean, not a whole lot else we can do other than give you guys what we lean. I mean, we're everything we hand you guys, we bet, we bet too. So absolutely if you lose. We lose. If we win, you win, but you can only win if you're subscribed. So absolutely. So with that being said, that. Uh, yeah. So check out the Patreon links and bio with that being said, let's go to our guest segment. We have um, a guest, Kelsey coin, from the High Low Podcast, a part of the Belly Up uh, Sports family and the Radio Unhinged family. He's going to give us so, a little bit of a college football season preview, uh, talk about Heisman, things like that. So check it out. Kelsey Coyne from the High Low Podcast right now. All right, guys. So we tease it on the beginning of the show. We have a special guest for you today. We have Kelsey Coyne from the High Low Podcast. He's a part of Radio Unhinged and the Belly Up Sports Podcast fam. Kelsey, what's going on, my man? Not much, Jared. Appreciate, appreciate you guys having me on here. Yeah, no problem. So why don't you just give us the opportunity, uh, tell us a little bit a little bit about your podcast, um, you know, throw out the socials out there and uh, tell us what you're all about. Yeah, so we're the High Low Sports Podcast. It's myself, uh, my partner in crime, my co-host, DJ uh, we get we get down on all sports, uh, pretty much everything around the world. Uh, we we tend to stay away from hockey just because, well, we watch it. But let's be honest, I'm not the I'm not the most watching of hockey. But every other sport we will get down on. We'll we'll have conversations. We give you your, your recaps, rankings, and rants to get you through your office workday. Uh, is the way we describe it. We we give you all those all the sports news you want. And so we uh, you can find us on Twitter at high underscore low underscore sports or on Instagram at high low sports, right there on your on your feeds and. That way you can keep up with us. Find out all of our great content. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear you have a coast as well. I think it's fun to have some banter back and forth. So everyone go check them out, give them a listen, and check out the Radio Unhinged Sports Podcast Network. But we have Kelsey on today to talk about some college football because while Travis and myself are both Mizzou alums, we know a lot about the SEC, um, there's a lot of things you can talk about in terms of college football. So um, Kelsey has volunteered himself to give us uh, a little bit of his knowledge. So we'll dive right into it. we got a few talking points here. So, Kelsey, why don't you tell us who you think the biggest surprise team that's currently ranked outside the top 10, the AP top 10, that you think can make the college fo- football playoff? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I Honestly, I, there's like five teams that I can pick that are still top 25, just outside the top 10. But the one that I'm surprised a lot of people are sleeping on 
that have a returning quarterback who has played many years in, in the NCAA at this point in time for two different teams. Derek King, Miami of Florida. Like, why, why, is, why is everybody sleeping on the Canes at this point in time to win the ACC? I don't get it. That's like I, my, my one team I look at. I'm like, this team has a chance to rock the ACC completely. So do you think they can beat Bama week one? I, honestly, I look at Bama. Okay, so I'm an Auburn grad, just like you guys are Mizzou grads. I'm an yeah. Auburn grad. So I have, a, I have a love-hate relationship with Alabama. I respect Nick Saban to death. But they go through trends. Every three to four years, they will have a year where they lose three games just that doesn't make sense. That's where he gets all his losses. Obviously, he's not going to lose to Gus Malzahn this year. He's, he's, out, he's out of the picture. He's in Arkansas, Arkansas State. So he's got to lose somewhere else. I look at this Miami-Florida game this week one. Derek King, if he shows up, I, I have no reason to believe this Miami team can't, can't sit here and dominate. So are you, are you rocking all four Miami plus 19 then versus Bama? <sighs> look, I... I I'm I'm a betting man, but even my betting taste, like week one, there's a there's a better bet in week one in my eyes, and I'm I'm sure we'll get to that one a little bit later. But I'm not gonna go full in and say yes because there is a a better bet in week. Oh, one. Oh, of course there's better, but but yeah, bet, give me Miami. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Miami as as a <laughs> okay, betting man. Why not? You know, drop five bucks, win a whole lot of money off of that. Rub it yeah. in every single one of the Bama fans I know faces. I love it all. Absolutely, dude. I, I, first of all, we, we're all about hot takes on the podcast, so that's a very big hot take. If, if if Miami comes out week one, somehow beats Alabama, there's no doubt in my mind they can carry that momentum to you know into the college football playoff. I like that pick. I like the hot take. Uh, it's amazing. You know that's, that's what you're on here for, to provide us with some insights. So with that being said, flip the coin. Um, an overrated team inside the top 10 that you think will not finish the year ranked. This is you guys might enjoy this more than I do. Uh, Texas A&M. How does Texas A&M continuously end up in the top ten year after year? And the quarterback whisperer that is Jimbo Fisher continues to just throw garbage out there at quarterback. Like no offense to Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond, he did what he did well, but he was never put in an offense to do what he does well. You know, he's always been in an offense to like try to be a quarterback that he's not. He, he's not a sit in the pocket type of quarterback. So. Now that he's gone, you got a new quarterback in there, Texas A&M. You have new offensive linemen, whole uh, two new defensive linemen as well, two new corners. I mean, you you name it for Texas A&M. There's no reason, unless these freshmen decide they want to ball out. I, that's completely possible, but I don't see it happening. They they'd completely finish the season unranked. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, getting rid of Kellen Mond, which who I wasn't high on in the first place, I, I thought he kind of overperformed last year. Um, and the season that they had, but yeah, I mean, coming in ranked at, what are they? Six. Yeah. Six, seven. six. I mean, that's just, that, that's a little too high for, for my liking. It's that good old sec bias. We all know it. It's, I mean, it, it's bound to happen. I mean, you had teams ranked that, you know, not last year was an odd year, but I think remember 2019, you know, we had some like eight and four, seven and five teams ranked inside the top 20 because they're in the sec. So I don't hate that at all. Uh, Texas A&M somehow. I mean, they've been following us since we were in the Big 12 as as Mizzou grads. So definitely uh, reek of their over. They're always overrated. It, it, it just reeks. So uh, definitely don't disagree with that one. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, now let's move on. I know this is probably a little bit early to talk about this, and a lot of people probably uh, aren't super familiar with any favorites or anything for this award, but who do you have as a front-runner winner for your Heisman Trophy this year? So I got to be completely honest and say that I have my Heisman Trophy prediction split two ways. I have the guy who should win it and the guy who's probably going to be the one that wins it. The guy who should win it, is Malik Willis out of Liberty. There is no better quarterback in college football today. Like, not a single one whatsoever. Best quarterback. And yeah, I'm a little biased. I saw him at Auburn when he was there. He did the great thing, and he got out of that program when he still could because that is not the fit for his his style. He did the great job. He took Liberty to unprecedented heights last year. Fantastic. Now, who it will likely be is Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma. And that's just, when you talk about biases, Oklahoma's going to have a great year because nobody in the Big Ten or Big 12 is even going to stand a chance against them. And he's going to walk himself into a playoff picture, look great numbers-wise. There's your there's your Heisman Trophy winner, but the one who should get it is Malik Willis. Yeah, so if you look at the betting odds, though, Spencer Rattler, if you think he's going to win it, at plus 650, not terrible odds. I, I, I mean, I don't hate that at all. Uh, I do think he is, like you said, is the front runner. As long as he doesn't do anything stupid, get hurt, um, suspended, whatever it may be, COVID. he's probably going to COVID. That, uh, that's something that you don't think about either. But I really like your Malik Willis pick because he's a plus uh, 6,600, so 6,600, plus 6,600. Um, very, very big dark horse. Uh, but when, I, I mean, this is probably a question that none of us on the answer to. When's the last time someone from a non-Power 5 won the Heisman? Uh, was it uh, was it BYU uh maybe back in the day yeah byu uh because randy never won one randy moss never won one wow yeah i don't know yeah but it's usually not but he's down there i mean he's definitely on the list uh, we we're big liberty backers we are liberty won us a lot of money last year so i absolutely love that pick i love you came in with with kind of both edges of the sword there someone you think should win and someone you think will win um it's definitely definitely a good recipe there so check check that out like I said, Malik Willis, um, you know, plus 6,600. And then Spencer Rattler, plus 650 as the favorite. Still not terrible odds. So next question. This is not really a betting thing you can do, but we always have every year in college football, that freshman that kind of comes in and wows everybody, puts himself on the map, on the radar for future NFL stardom, whatever it may be. So who do you have your eyes on as a freshman that's going to stand out above everyone else this year? You know, I, I know that they have named the starter in Ohio State, and it is Stroud. 
but I literally just listed it as Ohio State's quarterback because both Stroud and McCord, Stroud is a redshirt freshman, McCord's a true freshman. They're both freshmen in my eyes at this point in time. Both of them are, whichever one actually starts the most amount of games, that's going to be your freshman. And that's going to be the guy that you're looking at like, yeah, he's going to be a problem. Um, now, my next closest check there was uh, was Alabama. So, obviously, yeah. he is he is a redshirt sophomore, technically, so he doesn't qualify as a freshman of the year. But he's first time he's ever going to see meaningful game time is this year. So, um, but, yeah, no, give me, give me Ohio State's quarterback, whoever they choose to throw out there for the majority of their games. Okay. I mean, that definitely a lot of pressure sitting on their shoulders at number four overall. Travis, were, were you going to chime in with something there? Nope. Don't even – I mean – he has it, nailed it on the head. I'm not not too keen on a lot of freshmen, uh, I guess, college football players this year. So yeah. I probably couldn't name you more than a handful. <laughs> yeah, I will I will throw another one out here. This isn't for this year. He actually is redshirting this year. But Ahmad Fawson out of Virginia, he's a running back. Fantastic running back. Set records for Georgia State independent schools for rushing in a career. Single season records, single game records. The kids are running. Like, he is just a machine. And so when he actually does get to play for Virginia, which will be next season, I do think he will be a guy that will be something to watch. So I'm going to go ahead and let you in on a little tip here. Going forward to next season, Ahmad Fawcett will be the guy to watch. There we go. All so right. look out for Ahmad Fawcett in your 2024 um, fantasy drafts right there as as, <laughs> as a rookie running back. Uh, I like the tip there, Kelsey. That's awesome. So – uh, Travis, I'll let you go ahead and lead in, in, into the next question there. Yeah, one that probably might not come to uh, much surprise or might be a little uh, vanilla, whichever way you look at it. But give us super early a no again, your four playoff teams and a winner uh, pretty much for the whole year. All right, so my four playoff teams, uh, I'm going to go, there's two easy ones here, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Now, some betting favorite ones that might 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 please your your betting thirst is uh, Miami getting the ACC bid and Notre Dame. So, both okay. all four of those getting in the playoff, and I actually have Oklahoma winning, but they would play Miami in the in the championship game is who I have them set up against. So I like I have it ranked one through four. Oklahoma gets the one, Miami at the two, Ohio State at the three, Notre Dame at four. And all then, right. Oklahoma Miami play and Oklahoma. You're all in on Miami. I was gonna Man, say I got to look. I there's I would pick one team every year. I picked the Dolphins last year and I was just like a little bit too far ahead. So this year I'm just gonna stick in Miami and just go to college. So like I'm just gonna try it this year. <laughs> Rode the Dolphins last year. You got you you got two big Dolphins fans on the podcast here. So uh, uh, we we we're right there. It's quite been quite done. But Miami is a plus one thousand betting. Um, uh, odds to win the ACC. So Clemson's the obvious favorite at minus 900. So let's dive into that real quick. Like, why do you see Miami being able to make that jump? Because basically Clemson's minus 900 to win the ACC. Then it's North Carolina and Miami both at plus a thousand. Why do you think Miami could kind of make that jump? Do you see Clemson having, you know, kind of some, some post uh, tra- Trevor Lawrence struggles there? Yeah. I mean, look, DJ is a fantastic quarterback. Let's not take anything away from him. He's a, he's a great talent. But he's not played any meaningful time. His only meaningful time was in a blowout loss. Well, I shouldn't say a blowout, but it was a loss last year. It was definitely not a fitting loss for Clemson. You take into account they also lose a lot of defensive players over the last two years. You lose two two offensive linemen. You're not replacing any linemen. In Dabo Sweeney's career as a coach for Clemson, like 65 players have been drafted. Not a single one has been an offensive lineman. So, like, he doesn't produce high-quality offensive linemen, and 
with DJ, he is a pocket passer, so he needs offensive linemen. Uh, so that's a big deficit for Clemson. And I look at North Carolina, you lose both running backs that got you to this point. Like, don't get me wrong, Sam Howell, fantastic quarterback. He is a, He's going to be a game changer. He's a quality quarterback. But they don't have a defense to start with. And you lose your two best running backs, and you're, you're, you're out of luck. So it's more just like addition by subtraction. Like, Miami is didn't lose as much. They lost a pass rusher who didn't play last year, and they lost Gregory Russo. So two pass rushers, yeah, but one pass rusher didn't really do anything statistically. The other one actually wasn't even on the field. And outside of that, you didn't lose anything. You still have your two running backs that are now sophomores. I think one's a sophomore, one's a junior. Both going to post quality yardage this year. Plus, Derek King, I mean, we can't get around the fact that he's not only playing well, he's been playing for a long time, but now with the NIL, he's actually paying his offensive lineman to protect him. <laughs> and if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm like, yeah, you're going to pay me. I'm going to block the best I've ever blocked in my life. Absolutely. So, look, I think there's a lot more about this whole NIL thing that's going to play a part. And it, you might see it a couple times in some some the way the play, players play. Oh, no. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a, bit, a big game changer in the way college sports are played going forward. Um, so I definitely like your Miami plus 1,000 in the ACC. That's, that, that's a good bet. Even Oklahoma to win the Big 12, they're minus 170. They're the favorite next to uh, Iowa State. Iowa State's plus 250. I think Oklahoma's also a lock. Um, going to stay away from um, Ohio State winning the Big Ten, though, because they're minus 220. That's just a little too rich for me for, for a future bet. But I like your uh, – so basically you're saying no SEC teams this year in the playoff, huh? No, yeah. Look, as, as, I'm, as an SEC guy, I'm still like the, – the best SEC, SEC teams right now that I could see getting out would be Georgia – and possibly it would have to be LSU or Ole Miss, maybe. I mean, I like Auburn doesn't like, – like, I'm sorry, but Auburn doesn't stand a chance when it comes down to – I don't trust Bo Nix as far as I can throw him. Um, Mizzou is – their defense is just a little questionable right now. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's kind of permanent stay, mainstay, I feel like, with Mizzou, though, is like their defense is how good can you actually be consistently. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, I mean, Florida, you lose your quarterback, lose your running back, you lose your best receiver, you lose your best tight end. Lose your best defense. Side note, lineman. Florida has 20 quarterbacks on their roster. That's <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, go to Florida's roster. They have 20 quarterbacks. That's insane. Listed quarterbacks, anyway. Now, how many are actually quarterbacks and how many are running backs that are exactly like you know, they, they always bring in these freshman running backs to like kill time, and they're all just really like they're all quarterbacks, but they're all running backs. Like they don't really yeah, they, they sign as like, what is it, the athlete or whatever. They go into college basically not knowing what the hell they're going to do. Um, yeah. yeah, most definitely. All right, Kelsey, so a couple more questions for you. This one's a fun one, I think. Uh, just real quick, rattle off what do you think are going to be the top five must-see games in college football this year? Man, I got to start this weekend. Honestly, there's two this weekend. And, uh, I mean, we already talked about one, the Miami and Alabama game. Yep. But the other one, Georgia-Clemson. That's those, those two games, I feel like, decide everything about the playoffs. You know, if Clemson can win and let's say Georgia or and then Alabama can win, then that changes my whole outlook on everything. But those are the two mainstays to start with. Uh, Penn State, Auburn, September 18th as an Auburn guy, but also as a fan of the, the sport. The first whiteout we've had since COVID. Mm-hmm. Absolutely going to be a fantastic environment. Um, hopefully, I might be there. I don't know. I haven't decided Ooh. yet. So trying to get tickets still. <laughs> so that's the, the tough one. Uh, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Always a good game, but Cincinnati, especially the last year, really good team. A team that's sneaky in that top ten range might might be an outside a team top if five. They, yeah, if they win that game, you know, and, and go undefeated in their conference, you know, you're looking at a team that could sneak in to the playoff if, if they beat Notre Dame. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And this one's just more of a personal favorite. I already talked about Malik Willis, but the Hugh Freeze Bowl in Liberty at Ole Miss. Hugh Freeze returning back to to Oxford. I mean, look, Ole Miss, it looks fantastic right now under Lane Kiffin, but Hugh Freeze was like the pinnacle of Ole Miss football at this point in time, and now he's the pinnacle of Liberty football. It'll be a fun game, and if Malik Willis shows out, that's quality opponent that he's showing out against that could get him that, that Dark Horse Heisman trophy. Yeah, there's some good picks in there. I like how you didn't go with the, with the traditional, you know, Alabama-Auburn, you know, the, the Egg Bowl, stuff like that. I like those picks. Two this weekend, another one in September, and a couple later on in the year. So some very nice picks. So, Travis, I'll let you round out the, the, the last talking point we have here. All right. I'm going this weekend. Uh, we are going to let you give your best gambling pick college football in the weekend, whether it's – a money line play against the spread over under. Give it to us. Give us your surefire lock for the weekend. Surefire lock for the weekend is right now San Jose State money line against USC. Love that. 475 pick. odds plus 475 odds for, for that, San Jose that, that, That's your lock. You're going. That is my lock. USC, okay, first of all, USC. Let's just start with USC. Their quarterback, not good at all for USC quality. Their offensive line, who is your offensive lineman right now? You got rid of Elijah Barry Tucker. You have no offensive line. San Jose State's defensive line ranked top 10 in games played last year as far as their quality and pressures on, on, opposing, on opposing quarterbacks. And they're better now. They're older. They're better. This San Jose State team is a dark horse and stankle at quarterback. Just threw for 354 yards. Now, granted, Southern Utah, whatever. But you know what? It's a team. There's people on the field. And he threw for almost 400 yards. He's feeling himself. All you got to do is keep it close. A couple turnovers. USC's quarterbacks are prone for turnovers. I mean, it's a plus. It's plus 14 right now is the spread. So they yeah. can easily cover the spread. Easy, easy cover for the spread. But I do feel like they win it in the straight money line. That is right there. He's calling it here. So if you don't take it, that's your own fault. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, that is a, that's that's a ballsy pick. I love it. If you, I mean. San Jose State plus 14 is one of my picks for this weekend. I love the money line play, though, as well. I'm, I'm going to have to dabble in both. Not to um, mention, I mean, I love it because I hate USC's quarterback. I think Slovis is a joke. He's horrible. Uh, I thought that just dating back to, you know, every, every game I've ever seen him play. Uh, so, I mean, I'll ride it with you. Well, here's a question for you. How many times have we actually seen a USC quarterback ever pan out like they say they are? Like, when's the last USC quarterback that actually turned into something well? Carson Palmer. And he was even like a, eh, because he retired and then came out of retirement to get better. Like, yeah. And he, and he, <laughs> what is he, was it, was that 2000, I think, was yeah. it was whenever he was at USC. So we're talking about 21 years ago. Like and, the last time USC yeah. had a good quarterback, they, they're of drinking age at this point in time. So, I mean, <laughs> it's wild. And how many times do we have to go into the year with USC ranked? for them to blow a week one game and then, and then just make up excuses the rest of the season. I feel like it's a, it's like a bite. It's like, it's like an annual tradition at this point. Yeah. I mean, look, this, I can't lie. This was the close between this one or Starkeesian at Texas and watching them blow a, a week one game as well. Uh, but like, you know what? Stick with Starkeesian heritage. He was at USC. I, you know what? I just, I, I, there's something about this USC week one. I just, there's, I don't feel right about picking them. So I had to go at San Jose state. Cause this is a, 
That's a big money. Of a, just like a give me money type of pick. Yeah, I love that. I love the hot take there. Um, great pick, Kelsey. Appreciate you coming on. Check him out. High Low Sports Podcast. He's part of the Radio Unhinged and Belly Up fam. Kelsey, if you ever need us to come hop on your show, j- j- just give us a holler, man. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Thank you. All right. Again, thanks, Kelsey, for coming on the show. We had a huge college football episode. I know it's kind of tough to gauge how things are going to go without seeing any play, especially coming off a weird COVID year. Some teams didn't play. But here we go. That's what we're here for. We're here to guess. We're here, not really guess, but give you guys our insight on what we're thinking. So it's nice to have him come on, a guy that knows a little bit more about in-depth rosters, things that we do. I mean, that's what we hear. We hear get drunk, bet on sports. We can only know what we know and only know what we look up. So yeah, we look at the, nice. yeah, we look at the against the spreads and the over under records. We don't give a fuck who's throwing those touchdowns as long as you're being scored. Yeah, don't give a shit who's doing it as long as winning me money. So it's nice to have him on again. Thank you guys. Subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, and until next week, we'll see you then. NFL season next week, baby. Peace out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.